You're listening to a podcast from www.aussiewriters.com.au where we celebrate talented Australian writers and their books. Today I am with the enigmatic, (laughs) exciting, vibrant, amazing Tanya McCartney. Welcome. Oh, Suzanne, you're just too much. (laughs) What an intro. Thank you. I am just so pleased to to catch up with you. I have been trying to catch up with you for some time because um, I follow you on Facebook and um, Tanya is one of those very rare birds who is highly talented not only as a writer but as an illustrator as well. And that's a a double whammy, but uh, (laughs) you're very, very lucky and um, privileged to be in such a strong position. So I really admire your work. Oh, I admire yours. (laughs) And so if you're listening to this and you aspire to be a children's author, or you are already a children's author, Mm. um, Tanya is someone you can really learn from. So Tanya, I'd like to take you right back. Where did all this start? You know, were you, were you in kindergarten doing great finger painting? That <laughs> what happened? Oh, the, yes, masterful pink finger paintings. Little yes. Picasso of my preschool. I, I, I loved art and English fundamentally. Right. Just, I, I still have my little... From beginning to end, for, right yeah, through school. Yeah. yeah, I remember specifically year three because we had creative writing. And that was the subject. And mm. I had a little white exercise book, the little format ones, with a doggy sticker on the front. And it was literally creative writing, you know, yes. year three. And that was my treasure. And you'd get those beautiful wow. big sparkly stickers for the stories that were the best. And yes. you know, some of them would fill the whole page. And they were like a Nobel Prize for me at that yes. stage. So I just loved to write. And, of course, That's all kids great. love to draw. And all kids draw beautifully. Yes. So that sort of went alongside it. And mm. it just started really young mm. and through high school. School. I loved art and, and did you too. do you do you have fond memories of teachers that made a big difference to oh, you? Oh yeah, absolutely yeah. for sure. Um, Larry Swanson, he was a bass player with a big bushy moustache. I mean, wow. we're talking back in the late eighties, you know, yeah. late seventies, early. So he was 80s. a teacher by day and a, and, a, and a muso, and a muso, by, muso night. by night. So you can imagine he was <laughs> yes. just divine, and uh, and he was a big influence on me. Right. Um, and yeah, that was I, in primary. That was actually high school. High school. Yeah, right, right. yeah, that was yeah. right through to an English 10. teacher. He, he was an English teacher, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. adored, adored, yeah. adored, and um, loved it. Yeah, yeah. So you've been writing since you were little yeah. um, and drawing. And um, what was your first experience? When did you know you were going to be a professional writer? Did you oh. go into other careers or what did you do? I, I, I got really waylaid, like a lot did of you? adults. Yeah. I, I had this mm. great... When I left high school... I, I don't think it's waylaid. I think it's training grounds. Yeah, well, that's don't a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what that you did. That makes me feel less tragic about the whole thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I had some life circumstances that mm. meant I had to go and work. And mm. I, um, you know, got a job as a data mm. entry clerk for Mercantile Mutual Life Insurance. Oh, right. And that completely, you know, Killed set you. me on a whole other path. Yeah, it destroyed really did. your destroyed creativity. My, destroyed my illustrating for sure. I kept writing, but my illustration was gone. Tanya, I worked for the Bureau of Statistics. <laughs> okay, you win. <laughs> and my husband used to pick me up from work, and I'd be crying. That's my life. <laughs> 
that's my life. It's, it's, oh, oh, you, yeah. you really sometimes are a square peg in a round yeah, hole. Yeah, it was it, tough. You know? and, and it's yeah. terrible. I yeah. was on my own. I didn't have... Um, my mother died young and I was on my own. Oh. So I had to work. So I worked um, worked as a So who brought you up? Well, I was 18 when I left home and she died soon after that. So so I was pretty much on my own. We moved. I moved to Sydney and I just ended up becoming a professional temp. And it wasn't until mm. I met and married my beautiful husband Ian that mm. I was Where did finally you meet, him? met through. Uh, I was a flight attendant with Ansett, and oh. my girlfriend kept saying, "You've got to meet this Northern so Irish." So if you guy. haven't seen Tanya, she's tall and lanky <laughs> and looks like an air hostess, definitely. <laughs> Maybe twenty years ago, not now. No. But yeah, I met him through a friend, and, and he's from Northern Ireland, and he's wonderful, wonderful. and very supportive. And um, we were posted to Beijing when our kids were really right. tiny, and that. Are gave you allowed me... to say what he does for? Or, um, probably. Or not. Maybe not. No, no. Yeah. No. He's a okay. he's a um, he's a superhero. There you go. He's a superhero. <laughs> I love it. Okay. And uh, wears a cape, but by night. It's great. Um, and he's a wonderful man. So he. Um, and how long have you been married now? We've been married since two thousand. So, oh right. Yeah, so it's so a fresh years. marriage. Fifteen years. Yeah, fresh, 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 brand new. Okay. So he we we went to Beijing, and I had four years of pure wow. creative time, and that's when I first published my I self published my own children's book because I could. Right. And because printing and was phenomenally cheap. What was that called? That was Riley and the Sleeping Dragon, A Journey Around Beijing. And right. that incorporated photographs and a little cartoon boy. And yeah. um, and that was my foray, first foray into children's writing because I'd been obsessed with picture books since I was 11. Yes. Remember the glory box? Oh, yes. Remember the old-fashioned glory box? Yes. Full to brimming with bibs and books. <laughs> so I don't know whether it's a BB thing, but it was... Uh, I collected... I have a massive collection of picture books, even Isn't now. Right? Massive. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we're going to Ikea next Tuesday because it's that bad. We need shelving. You need more shelving. So, so it's just an obsession I've always had. So I published my first book. And when we got back to Australia in 2009, yep. I just entered the children's book market with gusto and just fell in love yeah. with it. And now Wonderful. that's 90% of my writing is children's. Right. Yeah. So you self-published the first book. Yeah. And, uh, and how did that go? Did Very that go well. well? Yeah. Very well. Yeah. Because there's a huge expat market in China, as you, as you know. Right. And everyone have, has kids there. Everyone wanted to take the book home as a memento of, of Beijing. Fabulous. And it did. So that must have spurred you on. Oh, it was incredible. You know, that was the, I did that three print runs. It was huge. <gasps> and then when I Wonderful. came back to Australia, the wonderful Paul McDonald from the children's book um, bookshop in Beecroft yes. featured it at some event because he talks all over the country yes. and it just went crazy. It was in the ABA reading guide, oh, uh, kids reading guide, and I did another print run and then I started oh. a series of books and then I started getting contracts. So it was a real, um, a lot of work. Yes, and I know we've course. discussed the importance of a yeah. lot of work before, That's but right. a lot of work and I got there. Yeah. 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 And of course some... A lot of my, uh, certainly my clients, I, I, I do try to convince them to self-publish mm. because we're in a different world now than mm-hmm. when you self-published that first one. It probably Absolutely. was much harder than yeah. it is now. Yeah. Having said that, there are some wonderful publishers out there. Yeah. Um, but there are some that are not so wonderful as well. Exactly. So it is yeah. a choice that you have to make by weighing up your options and really considering it you know what your mm. what your goals are it has to work so, for you personally like exactly. it did for me with with yeah. me it was it wasn't because i had to it's because i could and i had the free yes. time and i had the 
the cash flow and yeah. I had the resource. So it just made sense and to me. And a bit of talent, that. ladies and well, gentlemen. Well, yeah, tucked in there <laughs> that helps. But, but, but yeah, I think, it's, I think people rush into it and they put mm. a lot of money into it and it fails. I mean, most 99% mm. of, of mm. self-published books will not make more than $600 and that's mm. a fortune. Mm. So mm. You, you'll be always in the red with mm. self-published books. So it's well, very that's right, but it's, it, it, you, know, you should never go into uh, writing and publishing and you'd agree with this. Exactly. That one book is not going to make your no. fortune. No. So You're it's, right. it's something that, you know, you need to, um, you know, in the retail industry, they have a loss leader. <laughs> and I see that, you know, yeah. I think um, uh, authors really need to be much more business savvy yes. with their work because yes. it's like any other industry, yeah. you know, and you have to market your books because you, you, you want people, you want it to be out there. Yeah. Why else? <laughs> and you also have to realise that everything is a stepping stone. So that yes. self-published book that I yes. did, I did ne- I never, and this is a rarity because most people yeah. feel the opposite way, I never expected that to make me. To make yes. me money, to make my name, to to yep. win awards. I just did it for fun, and I learned twenty yes. years of information in yes. the space of having months. done that first project. It was project. priceless. So yep. having that little project there mm. is a stepping stone to more, and mm. it just went on from mm. there. And now, um, what two thousand eight, I entered the children's book market officially. So in seven that years, time, seven I've years. I've done a lot, and that was what launched yep. it. So it wasn't just the thing that happened that created yes. who I am now. It was a very small part of a. Yes. Long string of things, a that, long journey that fed mm. off that initial mm. um, thing, and that's the thing too: is just making that first step, yeah. actually doing it, yeah. and then yeah. other things fall into line along the way. It's yes. so important not to be afraid to take that first step because a Absolutely. lot of people are. Yeah, that's afraid. right. It's great advice. Mm. So tell me, uh, after the first book, what came yeah. next? What was well, so you came I back to Australia. Came back to Australia, mm. brought the back book with me. It did mm. very well. Did another print run. Mm. Thought came I might to Canberra. Do, came to Canberra. Thought I might try another one. I did Riley mm. and the Sleeping Dragon in Hong Kong. Oh, sorry, yes. um, Dancing Lion in Hong Kong. And then I did Curious Koala in Sydney. And yes. that, during those two years when I did those two books, mm. I started subbing to publishers. Right. I met with Susan Hall at the National Library. Mm. I had coffee with her and I said, I've got 20 book ideas because I love history. Yes. And I love making history cool and fun for kids. Yes. She loved 12 of them. Wonderful. So we've slowly worked Working our way through. through these ideas and some right. fresh ideas. And I'm now in production with the second book in a series from This Is Captain Cook, which yes. we d- I did with um, Christina Booth, mm. Tassie um, Talent and Friend. Right. And we're now doing a second book to that. We've got another mm. one planned after that. And I think I've done about five books with them now. Right. And and I've gone on to other publishers as well, other trade right. publishers since then. So what other publishers are you working with uh, now? I actually, uh, when I came came back from Beijing, I also brought a book back with me called Beijing Tai Tai, which right. was an adult book about my life as a mother and a right. writer in Beijing and in right. a whole different culture. And it's just a yeah. funny, yeah. crazy sort of memoir. And mm. uh, Exile Publishing, who are probably one of the leading independent publishers in Australia, picked that up. Mm. So we redid it and remarketed it and redid mm. the cover because I had self-published it in Beijing just for right. that market. Right. And um, about a year later, I was talking to the CEO about children's book market and how mm. it just doesn't suffer. I mean, during 2011, it was the mm. only market that didn't suffer in sales. Yes. It's huge and it will always be strong and yes. steady and yes. important. And he... But competitive at the same time. Oh, absolutely. Very competitive. Wants to write for kids. Yes. So his ears pricked up and he was interested and we got talking and he said, I'm, I want to start an imprint. I want to try it. I want to try right. a children's imprint. So he opened EK Books. And the publisher is Anushka Jones. She's a dear friend. And we yeah. launched an Aussie Year, which became a bestseller, my first bestseller. It is fabulous. Uh, I've been looking fun. at it on, on Facebook. Yeah. And, and you've just 
tell tell us all about that book because it's, it's just it's it's so successful. It's it's a runaway success. It's not been done before, which is yes. shocking because it's such yeah. a simple concept. It's basically just a journey through the twelve months of the year in Australia. Mm. And it just incorporates cultural elements, festivals, events, mm. Mm. Um, idiosyncrasies, mm. what we eat, what we play, what, mm. where we go, who we are. Yes, it's just and the this... international market is, yeah. is the target market, well, really, isn't both, it? both, really. I yeah, mean, the, course, the thing about yeah, Australia, yeah. with children's books in particular, mm. is that Australians love books about Australia. Yeah. Now, we're not openly patriotic. We're not these mm. gung-ho, you know, we're not like the, the States where we're very, very yeah, openly yeah. patriotic. But when it comes to children's books, books mm. on Australia are one of the biggest sellers. And yes. it's it's no surprise that people pounced on it because mm. it also incorporates multicultural elements, which is vital. Vital now. Vital, and especially yeah. over the last two years. I mean, it's just yeah. so vital. So the book just took off and now we've just done a Scottish year and an English year. Yeah. We're now working on the next four and they will be international oh my titles. goodness. So. I don't know how you have time to even come to this interview. They're all done. I'm so... <laughs> Tina's just illustrating now, so they're all, they're all right. done. So you're not self-illustrating. Tell us about your illustration journey. Well, as I said, I loved it as a kid and I lost it. Mm. And it broke my heart. Mm. And about two years ago, two, three years ago, I thought mm. I've got to reconnect with it. There's part of my creative journey that's missing. Yeah, yeah. Love to write, but I wanted to illustrate and I'm obsessed with illustration. It's I have it all over my house. Wonderful. I collect illustration, I yes. collect picture books. So I was um, talking to Dee White and Cheryl Gwither, who are both mm. well-known children's authors mm. who also do art, and I had said mm. to them, I really want to reconnect. So mm. I came up with this idea for the 52-week illustration challenge. So Which basically, is just a joy. It's been so much fun. So yes. it was basically a weekly prompt. So I had a list of mm. 52 prompts, different topics. And mm. I ha- this was for me, no one else. Mm. Just designed it for myself. So I put it on my blog. I said, this is my challenge. If you want to join in, here's the hashtag. Yes, Two- and, then, and then you put one up every week, yeah? Yeah, so I yeah. just posted it on my you blog. Stuck, yeah. And I just said, How this How long did it take before people started to... Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks. People were going Two there. weeks. And D, I think it was D that said to me, you've got to set up a Facebook page. Because yeah. all these people started joining in. Yeah, yeah. And so we set up the Facebook page and within, I think, a month we had 700... Mm members and then it just took off and now we now have 4,000 but we're selective now because we had a lot of dodgy people trying to join and spam Ah, so we'd we'd probably have 20,000 now Mm. if we weren't really really selective about who we Mm. let in because Mm. it's a very moderated environment and you have to do that with facebook oh my because goodness. it's just you know i run a few groups online yeah, I know you do, and you yeah. learn the hard way mm-hmm. that you have to have a barrier to entry yeah we're yeah. probably actually to the point of ridiculous in terms yeah. of having something really really tight and highly yes. moderated but the people who are in and the yeah. people who are involved are so grateful that it's a yeah. safe, wonderful environment where they mm. can be themselves, where they're not harassed, mm. where there's no infighting or nastiness. And there's, or... And there's mentoring, you know, it's, it's, yes. it's a, we, we live in a, an age of collaboration, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. And so yeah. it's just a joy to, to get with other people, admire yeah. their work, learn from other people. Learn so much. And, and yeah, it's just a wonderful that, concept. That first so, year... What was responsible for me getting a contract to illustrate my first book? That's that fantastic. first year I went, in fact, if people want to go just search 52 week illustration challenge, you mm. can actually see from, um, if you're going to photos and albums, you can yep. actually see my album from 2014. The first image, first week was eggs. They are tragic. <laughs> the most tragic image you've ever seen in your life. And I look back So, and like cringe. a lot of uh, publishing, it's, it's a record of your development, isn't it? It is. And do I you just, know what? Yeah. When you have constant 
constant practice, when you yeah. have constant support and inspiration and you learn priceless elements from other people along the way. Yes. I learned 40 years worth of skill in yeah. a year. Yeah. And at the end of the year, I got a contract to write to illustrate my book. Other people have had life-changing shifts. Yes. I'll tell contracts. us about that you oh, were telling me about goodness. this one woman who wrote to you. Oh, I've had countless emails from people saying, my life has been changed, I, you know, my depression has lifted, my anxiety has gone, I've, I've, I've got four book contracts, I've started a new business, I've left my job that I hate. This one woman in particular touched me enormously. She wrote that she had a very bad relationship with her adult son who lived with her. And she, was, she began sitting at the table illustrating or painting and he would walk past and kind of go, what the, what's mum doing, you know? And, and she would just keep painting and it took about two weeks but finally he came up to her and sort of had a look and said, mum, what are you doing? And she said, well, I'm painting. He said, well, you don't paint? And she said, yes, I've had a lifetime of painting. And he was fascinated by this. And he said, it's a really good mum. And their whole relationship was rekindled. And yeah. that, I cried and cried. That alone. Yeah. When you make a difference oh, like my Lord. that. That's bigger is, than the full joy of writing really. and illustrating is, is that you make a mark. Yeah. You make it. Yeah. You, yeah, you stand for something. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's, it's, it's such a powerful thing. It's a bit like teaching in a previous oh, life. Yes. I was a teacher. Teachers, and it my was goodness. the the... the difference that you made to those kids mm. you know mm. that was the most rewarding of all. and do you know what that's been the biggest surprise well actually mm. the biggest surprise is how I've developed <laughs> to the point where I can actually really illustrate again from my yes. early adulthood I can't believe yes. I can do it again but the biggest surprise has been those little rewards from from people's mm. lives changing you mm. know we, mm. we've got we've, we've exhibited with Arts Brookfield mm. and Perth we've had mm. you know major sponsorships run major mm. events we've had mm. we've been in the media we've had wonderful rewards but the mm. biggest reward is someone just saying I'm no longer anxious or yes. I, I've reconnected with a deep love from my childhood thank yes. you that kind of thing I yes. didn't expect that to happen at all it was yes. purely for selfish reasons it was for me to develop but everyone else jumped in and had their own story along the mm. way and mm. it's been an absolute thrill so that little project made a difference to a large number of Huge. people so Huge. that that's yeah. just a, just a wonderful yeah. that's success yeah. right there yeah. it's, and it's at the heaven. end you're just doing an auction of all the um, tell yeah. me about the auction well, an well, idea. This, How did that come about? This just came about. We talked about selling the art for a while for our members, yes. you know, through Redbubble or through all other yes. different types of avenues. Yes. And Nikki Johnston, who is now the director of, she's been the director this year because I was too busy mm. with contracted work to continue this year. And we're continuing mm. next year as well, mm. which is great. Nikki will, will head it again. Mm. So we talked about different ways to do this. And then I said, why don't we just hold a little auction? We don't know how many people will do mm. it, but mm. we can actually hold it on our community Facebook page. Mm -hmm. So we've just... Um, um, called it the Christmas auction. There's about yes. 30 artists who've agreed to sell. They um, get full. We don't take any cut of whatever no, no. they sell. It's just and a, a collaborative a platform for them. Platform yeah. to sell their work. Yeah, yeah. and they um, they've just got albums per artist. People can go in from tonight at 8 p.m. Yes. Which is what day are we now? What date are we now? The 22nd oh, well, of this, November. This will go to air we'll much later. <laughs> <laughs> but this will happen next but year But it will happen too. next year. So people so can, can mm. hook, up, hook up with it then. Yeah. But it will go live tonight and people will start bidding. And we don't know if anyone will even sell anything yet. We will yeah. see. And it's the first time. Bid. First, first time. time I've ever done it. And yeah. if someone sells one piece of art, that's wonderful. So yeah, we'll see right. how it goes. Yeah. It's another little Fantastic. fun thing we've had going. Yeah. And even if none of it sells, you'll have plenty of people looking. Yeah. That's important. exciting, and that's and, what and art's often all about. with um, well, art and writing. Often the offshoot isn't what you're selling, but what opportunities 
yes. how many doors open afterwards absolutely that's what it is, is it? that's yeah, what it is and really, that's actually yeah. i'm living proof of that in that i start mm. something and i never even dreamed what it would become yes and it's just about actually doing it we yeah. all we've discussed this already Suzanne but we yes. all have ideas and drive and passion for things but when the difference it, is some people follow through and yeah. some people don't and let me tell you I run kids book review which is now the biggest literary yes. site on the web it and, is um, for kids and I get emails daily from people saying can is you that your idea can you? yes yeah, that was mine. <laughs> Your projects are so... <laughs> so she's so creative that she, she, she's a really good uh, example of a creative marketer who um, is passionate about her work yeah. and passionate about her work and passionate to get it out there. And yeah. so to those writers who say to me, oh, I don't like to sell, I just like to write, mm. well, look at what Tanya, Tanya's doing because mm. it's it's really mm. very creative. And, and can I just say that yeah. it's interesting that you talk about the sales thing because mm. I am so the antithesis of a salesperson. I mm. hate Mm. A bore sales. Mm. I could never. I find it excruciating saying to someone, "Will you buy my book?" Yeah. So I don't do. You that. don't have to do that. But no. that's exactly right. Everyone it's thinks, exposure. "Oh, I have to go out there with a microphone and come and buy my book." That's not no. what it is. What no. it is is it's, it's doing something with purity. So when I start a kids book review, yeah. again, I didn't do it to get exposure or to yeah. plan on yeah. creating a platform where I could be famous or where I could. Plug I have to my be books. honest with you. I didn't know that was yours. Oh really? <laughs> I think it's wonderful. It's a wonderful site, but it that's is. because it has incredible contributors. It's not yes. just me. I started no, no. it, and Suzanne Whelan, who is an amazing presence, she runs, she's a managing editor, mm. Anushka Jones and Sarah Steed from Libraries yes, Institute, yes, she's yes. part of it, Joe Burnell and other wonderful contributors. Mm, mm. So it's not just me, it's a collaboration, as you said. Yes. So, um, so I didn't start that with the idea of promoting myself. I started it out of pure unadulterated passion for picture books mm. and then mm. it became more we now do YA to board right. books that's right so that's the thing too I think people get this idea that I've got to go me 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 and shout from a megaphone mm. get industry involved become mm. part of the industry and give back to the industry and provide mm -hmm. platforms for the industry and eventually your name will come along with it and that's a lovely bonus but Absolutely. it shouldn't be your modus operandi no it should be about loving what you do promoting mm. the work of others and your mm. community and your industry and yeah. you get carried along the tidal yeah. wave which is lovely but it shouldn't be the well, reason it's really interesting uh, i I've got an example of that yeah. uh, in um, my book project that's um, just about to launch. It's called Canberra Business Success Stories. Mm -hmm. And I've interviewed uh, over 50 business wow. success, successful business people. Brilliant. Success being defined as being in business for over 10 years, they must be doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. everyone, I think, without exception, not one of those people started the business to make money. Yes. And I think, and this is a common misconception, <laughs> that business people are, you know, as soon as you're in business, you're rich yeah. and you're greedy. Well, yeah. this is not it. No. They were passionate about architecture or yeah. coffee or whatever it was they were passionate about yeah. or coffee shops. Yeah. And and they have been massively successful yeah. because it's passion-driven. That's exactly and right. And the sales come from that. And it's an emotional connection. Yes, but it is. People feel, it's like when you mm. write books and everyone thinks, I have to do it a certain way or appeal to the market. Mm. You write what you're passionate about and what's in your heart and the publisher will feel it, the reader will feel it. Mm. You know, that's why they it's say... It's about being Apple, authentic. That's why that's Apple it. does so well because they appeal to emotion. 
Yes. Now, he didn't go out there going, right, we're going to be the, do the best computers. Yeah, yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to give you a, an emotional reward and an emotional yes. connection to an object rather than this is yes. the best you can buy. Yep. It's more about the feeling it gives you mm. and the intimacy mm. of it. Mm. And that's, so I agree Steve with you. Steve Jobs, you know, they say he's um, he was the greatest storyteller. Yeah, yes. You know, it wasn't that he was the greatest salesperson. No. He was the greatest no. storyteller. That's right. And that's what I personally believe. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. this is the advice that I always give people because so many people mm. want to write for kids yes and they they, they think it's easy they that's think why. it's easy and they <laughs> they're act, in for a very yeah, rude think, shock or they've got grandchildren or a mm. child and they've told them a story at bedtime they think this will make a good book yeah no not no. necessarily that's right it, it it has to be something that you're really really got heart in and i, I was watching a Liz, elizabeth gilbert video recently and she mm. was talking about this about i think i saw that one did you see yeah. that she's yeah. got a few but there was one about how she said you've got to be willing i won't repeat it here but the, she she talks about this certain flavored sandwich that comes yes. along with everything you do exactly. Exactly. and the sandwich isn't very nice it's full of something yes. awful and so yes. if you are willing to be a children's book author you have to eat the sandwich that comes along with it and it's That's not right. all glamour no it's there not are all parts glamour. of it and if you the writer's still... life is not just going from no. coffee shop to coffee shop no, and being it's successful tough. <laughs> it's, it's a tough, tough life it's probably yeah. one of, especially with children's writing it's probably one of the toughest industries you can mm. be in mm. and so you have to be willing to trade off yes the, the angst and the waiting mm. and the mm. and the you know emotional mm. and the bad reviews because sometimes you'll get them you yeah. know and yeah. not the not knowing and the loneliness mm. and all of those things and if you're still willing to cop all that then you're, you're a in writer. the right industry then yeah, you're a writer that's right you know because it's interesting I, I'm a book coach and whenever I say that in a social mm. situation. Ninety percent of the time, people say, "Oh, I've got a book in me," or I, yeah. "I'm thinking oh, of writing a book." Does. Everyone does, yeah, no, but no. you know, very few of them actually. Yeah. Stephen King says something wonderful about this. He says, "When people say to me, I, you know, I really want to write a book. I'm, mm. you know, I'm a writer." He says, "I like. I would like to say to them, you're not a writer because you haven't written it.'" Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Exactly. And you just have to write. You just have to write. You just write have it. to do it. And not yeah. expect it. And the other thing too is to not expect it to be the one that, you know, take you know, does that the That you can retire and thing. live happily ever after. James Patterson thing <laughs> is to know that each contribution you make it's a long yeah. process being an author. It's a gentle plod and yeah. eventually you will get there. So it has to be well, patient. When I spoke and to Graham Simpson, you know, whose whose two books are in the top ten in Amazon mm, for months and months. Amazing, yeah. And you know, he was a phenomenon because um uh phenomenon yeah it's phenomenon because he um it was his first book mm. right mm. but in actual fact when I interviewed him he'd been screenwriting for a long long time yeah. and um he it was just transferred from a screenplay he'd yeah. written wow, to the that. novel yeah and you know hours and hours and hours and hours mm. of work mm. went into it mm. so it wasn't just oh he wrote it and he's an overnight success yeah. and I'll do the same it's always the it's way just, yeah <laughs> you and know everything you write is practice and it's like ballet or or uh music people who are really wonderful it looks so easy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a lifetime of practice <laughs> and that's the thing people don't people don't get that they think that yeah. oh if I if I invest six months in this book and it never mm. gets published oh what's the point yes the whole point is that serious your rehearsal it's the time. journey it's I, the journey if people seriously go to the 52 week illustration challenge and look mm. at one of my albums and see how far i've came in that mm. first year mm. and have come even further this second year mm. my goodness it is so so true practice mm. does make perfect yeah. and you need to put that practice in That's for right. anything in your world yeah. and they say that it takes a good 10 years of mm. writing Thirty thousand hours 
I think they it's said just something like phenomenal. that. Yeah. Not sure of the but exact a good number. Ten but ten years of yeah. constant writing before you even begin to be recognised, or yes. even maybe even get a contract. Yes. And that's the sad fact. But if you're passionate about it, you'll yeah. love it along the way anyway. And the good thing for people nowadays, Tanya, is that you can edit on. Yes. You can edit because of digital publishing. Yeah. I published my first book in 1997. And it still goes out to the schools, and I cringe when I see it. Yes, same. because it's horrible. <laughs> I do that with one of mine. But I don't. <laughs> I, you know, I don't. Luckily, my name's changed, so nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> and and I I cringe, but I don't have the energy to go back there yeah. to redo it because no, I'm in a different place. It's time to move on. Uh, yeah. But nowadays, um, for you who are digitally publishing, it's an easy thing to, yeah, to right. fix things for future editions. Yeah, for future editions, yeah. so. That's wonderful. And so that, that sort of brings us up to now. Yes. And uh, what's in the future for Tanya McCartney? Well, Where are you going? Well, um, very heavily into illustration now. So I'm in the middle mm. of a 96-page picture book right. for EK right. Books, which will be out November 2016. Fabulous. So this is my first self-illustrated and written book. I love that because when, you know, I've got a client who's just published a book yeah. that is a children's book and yeah. it's um, not 32 pages but 64 yeah. pages yeah. and everyone was saying well you can't do that and oh, I think oh, of no. course you can. I think generically you're looking at 16 to 32 pages yes. depending you know with trade yes. publishing and, and it depends on your target market so if you're mm. obviously mm. if you're creating something for three-year-olds it's not going to be it's not going to no, no no so this is for older kids and yeah. adults really. Years five to eight or um, six to nine or something? Yeah probably probably upper primary yeah. Primary, yeah, and um, but adults as well because if yeah. anyone's like me, yeah. I have an obsession with picture books and baby that's board right. books. That's so, right. and um, it is so the parents not, who buy the books anyway. The so books. you've got to appeal to yes. the parents. So as this well. is for older kids, so it works because of that. And um, yes. it's just a different. It's a mm. whole different. It's not a narrative. It's, it's no. It's not a narrative yeah. storyline. So it's going to really work well. Yeah. The other really great news, which I can't actually really even say much about, is that oh. I might be doing my first junior fiction series, which right. I've been wanting working towards for quite a few years now fabulous um, and that's really early stages it's we'll come very back and good. interview you again eh, yeah in a little while. and that would be and 2017 as well and i'll right. illustrate that as well so that's mm. hopefully going to be confirmed pretty you're soon you're going to be very very busy i can see i'm, <laughs> I'm scared <laughs> in a good way in a good way uh, well i um any advice you can give for a new writer yeah. uh one bit of the most important bit of advice. Well, what we could talk for another 40 minutes, but yes. I guess the biggest piece of advice is to not get too caught up in thinking what people might want. So whether it's a publisher, a reader, a market, mm. don't think about what someone might want because that's the fast route to authenticity. Yes. You need to write authentically. So what you need to do is write what you want. Write in your voice what you're passionate about and eventually that will find its market. Yes. And the way to do that is to write from the heart, not worry too much about structure. Yes. Rely on drafts, so redrafting, redrafting, yes. lots of marinating in between. Yeah. Um, and do your research on t in terms of structural development and plot points mm. and character mm. development. Constantly do all that learn for these sure. Things, yeah. Learn those things and have them as your educational mm. base, mm. but then throw them all out the window and mm. write in the way that works for you. Because I cannot write structurally like James Patterson. I cannot. No, I you have to find your own his, voice, don't yeah, you? Mm. I understand mm. his mm. way of writing, his actual yes. formula. But it doesn't work for me. Mm. So I've I've learned from him. I listen to him. I go back and reassess all that he had yes. advised to, to do at the beginning. I do it at the end. Yes. So do all your research and all of your mm. technical mm. stuff for sure and never stop doing that mm. ever. 
But do you know John right Yeoman? He's an amazing. I, I do. Yeah. I, yeah. I he's got an amazing uh, um, course. Yeah. yeah which, okay. Which, I must yeah, look that up too. I really think we wonderful. always need to yeah. ever learn. But you have to. You learn learn from everybody yeah. who's who's good. Yeah. But just so, write what you love and from your heart, and don't worry about mm. what other people think or or you know. Yeah. And and when you get your rejections, because you will. Yes. Polish it up, go to the next one. Polish it up, yeah. go to the next one. Do not yeah. take it personally because the amount of times I've gone to a publisher and given them an idea and they've come back and said, we love it, but we're publishing almost exactly the same thing next week. Uh-huh. We've just accepted something with the same exact same ending. Yes. Or we've just taken on the yes. last for that for the for the picture books for this next two years. Yes. It is not necessarily about your work. There no. are so many variables and so many considerations. Exactly. Particularly yeah. in Australia where the market's so tiny. Yeah. Yeah. So just keep going. Keep going. That's wonderful. <laughs> I could talk to you for hours. Yeah, me too. And we probably will. But <laughs> as far as this podcast goes, I think we have to leave it there. Oh. Thank you very much. And where will they find you online? TanyaMcCartney.com with an I. Tanya, Tanya with an iMcCartney.com. Yeah. Please go there. You will love her work, especially if you're interested in children's writing. Thanks, Susan. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from www.aussiewriters.com.au and if you are a reader or a writer, then hop on over to our website and subscribe. Subscribe.